It's Double Does It on Two Bells Podcast. We're about to do the year roundup. Let's get it. Second week in a row. Holiday season. Straight up. Holiday season. Holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who produced that? DJ Holiday. No, no, who produced? Oh, amen. Oh, amen. Oh, uh, yeah, amen. I think I asked Yo, that last yeah, time, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Tell that man amen to each other. Oh, my God. D- uh, <laughs> why was I about to say DJ Esco? Um, two Belts, episode 165. Shit. We are here. We are live. We have double. We have d- double. De- I don't know why. It's every year. It's the same you problem. double Derek. Double Derek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Double Derek, I'm gonna f- I'm gonna flow in between both of them. Let's I- do it. Well, on my IG it says Double or Derek, oh, okay. so you can call me whatever you want. Twitter right. too. All right, listen. Mm-hmm. Um, we are back. It is the holiday season. It is. I feel like we're catching everybody after everyone has cemented all their list of yes albums of the year, songs of the year, things yes. of the year. But you know what? I guess I don't know. The later, the better. I mean, there's more. <laughs> I, I, I was literally just talking to somebody, and I said that. I really feel like people should wait to do year-end lists until literally right before Christmas. I know it sounds crazy because everybody got to get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you know... People we dropped, like, you remember that year when Beyonce dropped the album out the, the sky? Yeah, and then yeah, it wasn't yeah. on no year endless. Everybody felt stupid. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. Like, yes. Anything could drop from the sky. Anything I mean, Savage, you know what I mean? Like, you I know. mean, he was coming, but people were just like, hmm. We'll wait. Yeah. I mean, no, I, no. And they're not going to put him in 2019. Cause you can't put him in 2019. It's not 2019. Yeah. So he, it, it is what it is. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's just been the general behavior of, of you know, we need to get this out as early as we can so people can, all the SEOs and the Google searches and all this other stuff, and people yeah. look for best album of the yeah. year. Yep. Even when they look on December 31st, it's just like, oh, my, you know, this is at the top. So yep. I get it yep. because, you know, I write and stuff like that. But I, <laughs> it's, I, yeah. yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Bro, how have you been? I feel like last year we were just like, oh, my God, you had the greatest year ever. How could you, you know, Grammys, the single, crew, oh, my God. And then literally the year later, we're like, number one single. <laughs> I mean. Number one album. You know what it is? This year, as fire as it was, it was, a, it was very stressful. I'm not going to lie to you. It was very, very, very stressful. And it was like, as great as it was, there was so much things that I wanted to do mm-hmm. that I didn't do. Right. And that leaves room for next year. Mm. Like, I always say that my years happen in odds. Like, a lot of my best years are odd years, and a lot of my weaker years are even years. Sure. And this is weird, because this was a really great year. This was, a, yeah. It was, you know. It was fantastic. It, it, was, it was amazing. If you didn't get a finish, accomplish everything you wanted to. I know. I, I did it. Like, you know, I mean, we could talk more in depth about all this stuff, but it's like, you know, like there was, you know, there's a lot of really great shit. There's a lot of really stuff to be happy about and be blessed about. Obviously, with Donald and mm-hmm. Brock Hampton, and you know, but there was a lot. Even with those projects, there was a lot that I, we left on the table that I did it. Um, that I would love, I would have loved to do a little more. Right. Um, you know, um, but you know, that's how shit goes. Listen, you know what? I would, I, I would say probably the first question I have because this is like, I think out of the entire year yeah. of this podcast that me and Carlos have done. Um, 
we have never I think there's been one artist group that just we have not covered yeah. at all yeah. just because we don't know and we don't mm-hmm. just we haven't tackled it yet and it is Brockhampton yep um you remember before we go into that you remember I think one of the first times probably ever we talked about it on the last show yeah because I, I I knew about them but right. I, I hadn't dove into I them. knew about them yeah I knew about them for a minute even before that but I didn't dive into Brockhampton right until Literally, maybe like a couple weeks after, and 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 I feel show. like it's a it's a disconnect. I feel like sometimes it's like people think like, yo, it's an age disconnect, it's a taste disconnect. Like, what is it about Brockhampton that is like what makes them so popular amongst the fans that they do have? You, you know, what I compare Brockhampton's fans to um, in a very weird way. I say it's like a cross section between Tyler Creator fans and Logic fans. Mm-hmm. More logic, in my opinion, than Tyler, in a sense that logic fans are kind of like in the cut. Right. You know, they don't really intersect with a lot of hip hop, mm-hmm. yeah. general hip hop fans. Tyler, a little bit, does a little bit more because, you know, just because of the, when he came, the, the time he came in, hip hop needed Tyler the Creator. Right. So a lot of the, the gatekeepers, like the Kanye Wests, the Puffs, whoever, mm-hmm. they put their arm around him because mm-hmm. they hip hop needed that. So even though his shit is weird, it still sits right. it, yeah. kind of in the middle. Because it was at a point where he was a breath of fresh air. Exactly. Whereas Logic, his fans are a lot of suburban fans that sit all the way high in the cut. And um, you have to kind of go to Logic. Logic doesn't come to you, right? Like, Logic can do the garden, and you wouldn't even know that. He actually did the garden, actually, oh, wow. this year. Didn't even uh, know it. You didn't, <laughs> you wow. didn't know that. <laughs> Brock Hampton's fans are very similar to that. Like, if you go to a show, they did, so for example, they did three Terminal 5s, which is 9,000 tickets in New York City. Three Terminal 5s. Three Terminal 5s. <laughs> they did two. Have you ever been to Terminal 5? I have. Yeah. There's a there's this part where everyone's standing, and then yeah. there's a part where all the people up there, yeah. up exactly, were just like, ah, look at all those people standing. I was definitely up there. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely up there. I was like, nah, I'm not going down. I'm not going down there. A beach ball? How? <laughs> you know? It, it's, how uncivilized? You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, doing uh, Xanax, marijuana, <laughs> beating each other up. Niggas drinking champagne Where's my jet? <laughs> I think I'll leave. <laughs> it's not like it's not like I gotta get through all these people. It's like I think I'll leave. I think I'll leave. I think yeah. I'll leave. Yeah. No, that's facts. Um, <laughs> no, it's, especially for a show like that. Like their shows is so ridiculous. If you go to their show, it's literally like it's nuts. It's insane. But it's all a bunch of like really like it's it's a lot of white kids. But a lot of white kids that are like how can I put it? You know they're very big in like the you know. How is it? LBGTQ Q. space? Yeah. LBGTQ, yeah. There you go. They're very big in that space. And um, there's a lot of people, a lot of young females, a lot of young kids that are either gay, bisexual, just figuring it out, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, hip-hop historically has not been kind to that mm-hmm. space. Uh, and it's becoming more open, but it's still not like... There still isn't like a mainstream rapper right. that is an openly gay mainstream rapper. Uh, actually, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I think Brock Hampton is the first ever hip hop, Iridescence the first ever hip hop album with a gay lead rapper, mm-hmm. black gay lead rapper at that, to to be number one on the charts, uh, which I thought was quite an accomplishment. Yeah. Um, so, you know. They're, and it's something a lot of people don't actually speak of. They don't, you know what I'm saying? Because we're in 2018. We shouldn't be talking about that. Right, you right. know what I'm saying? But it, it's still a thing, you know? Like, 
you know, Ross just said in that in in that record. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you know, I know he was just speaking in like lingo and shit. But you know, we're not we shouldn't be talking like that in 2018. 100. But um, but yeah, with 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 them, they have a really highly populated fan base that are very reactive to them. You mm-hmm. know, the part of what I said stuff that I I'm very happy that we accomplished was the number one record and and the re- the reception that we got with the album mm-hmm. on a critical sense amongst the fans and critics blah blah blah. But what I what I felt like we left on the table is is to go all the way. You right. know what I'm saying? And I think a big part of why we didn't go all the way on this record, which is I think we did way better than, you know, we tripled our sales from Saturation 3, the last record when when they dropped when I was over here. Part of the reason why is, you know, when when Amir from the group mm-hmm. got kicked out of the group, that fucked up the dynamic a lot. And they spent a lot of time kind of like um kind of like getting their rhythm back. And they got their rhythm back right as they were releasing the record rather than going into the record. Mm-hmm. So um next year is gonna be a really big year for the group to take it even further and further. I think we opened up a new fan base. I know they went from Last year, people we didn't know who they are. Too, I know who they are. I mean, I've checked it out yet, yeah, but yeah. I know who they are, which right. to me is important. It's you know, like very few times you go from I don't know who you are to you're my favorite artist. Yeah, a lot of times is I don't know who you are. I heard of you. I don't care. Mm-hmm. To oh, I heard of you. You know what I'm saying? I've been hearing my friends are talking about me you a lot. Maybe I'll get to it, but I got to listen to this Meek Mill. You right, know what right, I'm right, saying? Right. And then next year I mean, you hear yes, a song Meek or something. Meek Mill is quality. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't recall. Like what late night show did they do? They did, it later. They did Fallon. They did Fallon, right? It was huge. It right? was huge, yeah. It was. They did Fallon twice. You know, shout out to Julie. They did Fallon twice, <laughs> and um, it was you know it was big. Like the the last one they did, they did it in the span. It was so they did it Terminal Five Sunday, Terminal Five Monday, mm-hmm. Fallon Tuesday, Terminal Five Wednesday, and it was it was nuts. Like that week, I I remember leaving that week being like, holy shit, you know, and it made me even more ambitious to be like, what do we need to do? You know what I'm saying? To to take it all the way to the top. But you know what also they kind of remind me? They remind me right now, they're they're in the zone that Chance was in around the time he dropped the Donnie Trumpet record, Mm -hmm. where it was post-acid rap. So people knew... The social experiment. Yeah, social experiment record. Where where people knew who who he was and they fucked with him. Um, But the world didn't really know yet. Like, they found him out at No Problems, Coloring Book... But he's in that zone right now, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's where they're at right now. So, they, you know, they, they, it's gonna be exciting in 2019 for them. Dang, that's a that's an interesting prospect in terms of just, you know, I've always been interested in sort of well now now so more than ever because I feel like a lot of artists that are new now there's a certain kind of package you get when you're kind of delivered to the world. Yeah, it's like all right, let's get them, let's make sure we get you know. The the vivo sessions in. Yep. Let's get you know a get post this man on a com- tiny desk. Yeah, <laughs> tiny desk. Yep. Let's get a, let's get the complex a, a thing. Color, a colors. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, colors is a big thing. Let's too. get one of those. And one of just those. there's an entire there's an entire yeah. package of like YouTube exposure. on the rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exposure, exposure, exposure. Let me get a secret. You know, yeah. vocals on a Twenty One Savage album, something yeah. like that. It was yeah. like, oh, who's that? Oh my god. Yep. Um, on Travis album. Yeah, yeah, just so you have at least the credit. So yeah. it's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, Don Tolliver was yeah, yeah. featured there. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but. It, I think more so now I'm interested in like, yo, what's this sort of next step? Like yeah. we've all sit, we've sat here and just before this podcast aired, Cardi B's money video came out. Yes. And that's kind of like that shit is amazing. It is. So now it's like, 
Cardi B, you have her in her raw form earlier this late year, late last year, in that sort of yep. raw form. Yep. And sort of how she to evolved. manage to mold her. And she's, like, low-key a superstar now. Not low nigga. High key. Like, she the is, like, of keys. She's, like, she's the, the video, the video of money itself just says superstar. Superstar. She's, like, not, she's yo, she's, she's it. While still trying to, trying to maintain it. So it's kind of, like, what, she's how it. do you feel, how, how does it, like, in terms of just making it to the next step, what's the process? The mind process, at least. I think the first thing about getting to the next step, it, it comes from within. One thing I learned this year from Brockhampton and Donald, mm-hmm. right, and particularly, it changed a lot of what I look for in artists. And, and, and the big thing within itself is how bad do you want to be great? Right. You know, this... You can want to be a good artist. You you could want to make money. You could want to be someone who raps, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, rap to rap. You could, oh, I just want to get my music out. Right. But I've never, I mean, as long as you know me and you know me, I've never necessarily been like, yo, I just want to, I want to just be around shit that's just there. I want to go all the way. Right, right. But I, I want to go all the way making great shit. I yes. don't want to go all the way on some, like, you know, no diss flow out of shit. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. I want to go all the way on, like, damn. <laughs> like some, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to go all the way on, like, yo, this shit is, yo, this shit is fire. You right, know? Right. And, it starts from within. It starts from, like, this is what I'm going to do. And I, a lot of it's studying, you know. Like, you know, to be great, you have to study greats. To, and then don't emulate the greats. You take what make them great and apply it to yourself. And then you figure it out. You right. Know? Yeah, so, because people love a more honest artist. Absolutely. So, like, for example. That's, that's how people connect with Cardi. So that's why like, people fuck with Cardi B so much. Because she's, she's we were just talking about it earlier today. She's, like, authentically real. She's, okay. like, this is where she is right now, you know. But back to like studying the greats, you know, I went to, on the way back from Mexico, I went to L.A. for Gambino's last show at the Forum. Mm-hmm. And I took Kevin and Romil from Brockhampton with me to come to the show. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to see, like, you know, if this is where you're trying to go, this is what it is. Right. And and Donald's a great example because he was somebody when we were in college or, or actually, no, he put his first music out when I graduated. But, like. But I think when you guys were in college, I think, and, mm-hmm. like, and... Oh, yeah, definitely when I was in college. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, I, I just graduated when camp came out. But, like... I learned about... I learned about... But even college, too, because he was putting out music, like, on, you know, eight and oh nine yeah, too. Yeah, the, the I remember the, I was first put on by, like, someone... It was in what is known now known as Twitch. It was in this, like, streaming, gaming yeah, show. Yeah. And it was just like, have you ever heard of Childish Gambino? And it was from a black kid, shout out to Jason, who didn't feel like... Yeah. He was accepted amongst black people. Yeah, he, and, and he, he wasn't. Just connected to that. And he wasn't. And then I remember hearing it, and at that point in my life, I was like, whoa, I feel the same fucking thing. And then that sort of... And that's why people fuck with, that's why people fucked with him and still fuck with him in that context. Right. But I brought them there because Donald, just like them, was somebody that wasn't really accepted in the hip-hop community, mm-hmm. like you just said. Mm-hmm. He wasn't somebody that was like, oh, this is a surefire pick. Even when he was putting up numbers, Camp came out there 50-some thousand copies for his week. Yeah. And people kind of like, eh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the internet came out, and it did a hundred, almost, maybe like almost a hundred, I think. And people like, eh. You know what I'm saying? And he became slope with all the nice power moves, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Redbone. Then This America right. became Childish Gambino slash Donald Glover. So I brought them to the show. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys are actually ahead of where he was for right. where you guys are. Yeah. This, look at that and see yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if you see that, if you can see that and you believe it, then you just got to figure out, okay, what are the steps to become that? What did we do that moved us closer? What did we do that didn't, that moved us to the side a bit? And how do we, how do we, how do we get further? And that, that, these are the stuff that it takes to be great. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and then again, dedication, you know? 
dedication to the craft. You know, a car- good team. Great team, you know. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, I want to talk about, since you talked about the greats, um, and just sort of, you know, start to ease in into our end-of-the-year discussion. I For feel sure. like um, among a bunch of new people yeah. that sort of infiltrated, we also had a lot of albums from, like, the greats itself. Yeah, and, yeah. It, yeah. and it's kind of a turning point for, like, a lot of the greats. For- it's been a big year for like the old guard hip hop too. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's been so to me. It's always it's it's been now those sort of artists who've been had these twenty year careers, and I'm talking about a Nas, a Kanye, or Jay-Z. even ten years, Jay Z, Beyonce, even I mean Nicki Minaj and herself Nicki Minaj. as a veteran. Yo Drake, yo. Drake's it's been, been it's been eight years. Drake. Yeah. yeah, it's been ten years since, since so, so far, far gone. gone. Yeah. They're prepping that. I know. <laughs> I don't even want to get up. into that. They're prepping that release up. So I've heard from the internet. Um, because the internet. <laughs> but it, it's a it's a year for them, and now I feel like they're navigating in a different space now because yeah. it's now navigating in the on the internet. Yeah, you know what's crazy about what you just said too. I was thinking about it. This year reminds me of 2013, and the reason I say 2013. That was the last year where you started seeing a change of guard. So, mm-hmm. you know, Drake and Kendrick and Cole were both were all young. Yeah. Drake was like, remember that year Drake was about to drop nothing was the same. He was yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna go for the throne. I'm mm-hmm. getting that throne. Yay, remember Ye and Cole dropped on the same day. Right. And, and Ye won first week and then Cole wiped them out. The rest mm-hmm. of it, you know. Jay dropped Magna Carta, Holy Grail, and right. that was cool. But then it kind of fell back a little bit. Yeah, because right? it was like it was like it was a quick cash grab. It was a quick, it was a cash grab. It was a. Ca- it was like he did the Samsung promotion. He, did, <laughs> he was just like, yo, let me put this out. Try these cool guy holds the kids, his... like at the EDM concerts. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. He had like producers like Lunas and people like. I remember. Oh my God! Like, yes, Kimbo was doing like EDM. I remember. Stuff. Holy crap! You're right. I remember that album perfectly because we bumped it throughout the whole summer. Summer, yeah. Winter came and it disappeared. It disappeared. Nigga, disappeared. Our fall. Niggas, niggas <laughs> cool guy hove is the old. Ultimate spinner oh who makes God. you think is everything is as important as, as yeah yeah and it's just like oh my God it's hope like beyond thinking of even the music you don't think of the music before the music comes no. out once you know it comes out it's just like oh shit it's hope yeah and it's like what he's doing what now you Samsung Samsung what Buy Samsung oh my God he's tweeting from iPhone yeah <laughs> he's iPhone he's the, and then he changes the narrative he's like yo we off doing. So and so, you know, there's a whole yeah. thing. There's a whole. Nah, Jay Jay's the greatest at that. He's but, a, a great chess player. But go ahead, yes. That was so. That was the first year because so Drake ascended into goat status. Mm-hmm. Cole was right behind. Kendrick was going crazy off Good Kid, Bad City. Right, right. Then you start and seeing he had the, control. Too. Yeah, control. Then and then, you know, Big Sean was trying to come back and all that type of stuff. But then you start seeing the younger guys. Chance the Rapper was becoming yeah. the next thing to look at. You know, um, and Ben Staples and a bunch of other guys were starting to climb up out the shadows from that period, right? Mm-hmm. This year is a similar year where, you know, Future 2. Future yeah, was another exactly. one. I was like, future I was, was like, another one. Future, future Future was starting to go crazy too. Low key. Low key. He had like three albums this year. Low key. Yeah. Low key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did. Right, 2013 was right before Monster. But I know there was Not, yeah. Well, f- 2013, he was going off of, uh, he was still going off of oh. Pluto. Pluto, and he did the he had the the, the re release with yeah, Never and it, yeah exactly with, uh, Pluto 3D Pluto 3D ah, there you go that's, that's where you go and that's when Future Van draws yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like everybody will talk about it, like every and Future was, 
Future was still kind of like a joke, but not really. It was like a trolley thing. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, nah, oh, he was huge in Atlanta. He was that, huge in Atlanta. That power from Atlanta just propelled that. But you know what's crazy? Future was huge in Atlanta, but everywhere else was kind of like, oh, I fuck with him, but Future? like a ha ha ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't like, yo, that's my nigga Future. It was kind of like, like oh. T Pain did it better, and it's like, then you realize they're not even close. Not to the even same close. <laughs> you know you know what else came out in 2013, too, that started popping up? Migos. Migos. You know? So, yeah. so it's, 2013 was the beginning of that. This year, right? Now, this year is similar to that. There's a lot of new music. The one that's different, and I'm really intrigued, is who is the next to take the throne? And that's a conversation I've been having, me and Tori have been having for like the last two, three years, a couple other friends. Mm-hmm. Who is actually the next to take the throne? Because I'm not sure if that guy stepped up yet. Like, I don't, like, when Drake came out that mm-hmm. year, I was like, Drake is going to take the throne right, from right. Kanye and Jay-Z. And he did. That was he took it. Right. He said, that's my shit. I'm the best rapper alive. Right. right. And then Kendrick was ascending to being, like, the best. If you want your lyrical choice, that's your lyrical choice. Mm-hmm. Drake is your overall commercial choice, right? Yeah. Who is taking the throne from Drake or so, Kendrick? Who Who's taking it now? I don't, I don't really know. I don't think there is a person right now because I think in terms of seizing the throne, it happens a lot less than we think. Yeah, rap is yeah. kind of a trivium at this point. It's it, just on, like, about three pillars. To me, yeah. it... it, it yeah, yeah. To the, me, it... There's the Drake, the Kendrick, the Cole. Yeah, that's... It, that's how it sits. I feel like it was, you know, through the early, you know, 2000s, you could argue a few rappers had their major moments. Yeah. But it's never been someone who's just like, oh, and it's, like, but consistent you know, I, but for see, over. I, but see, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily fully agree because I put it like this. If you want to break it down, right? Let's right. go from the early 2000s. Yeah. So when once Biggie and Pac died, there was a there was a brief struggle, mm-hmm. and then Jay Z took it. Yes, right. Jay and Eminem were both battling with it, right? So right. I'll say Jay and Eminem took it together. Before right? they held it to me, they held it for a very for a long, very long time. Yep. Then then Fifty took it for a brief second. Fifty mm-hmm. Fifty was, but was that but was that taking the, the throne or was that a moment nah, that happened? No, that was seizing the throne. It was he seizing shot the throne. everyone on the way. <laughs> up. Yeah. Yeah. He shot he did. everyone because on he the way didn't. Up. But he didn't, it didn't sustain last. it. It didn't last too. It didn't last forever. You could even see at the end of the decade, like Hove was still on top. And nah, still, I, I agree. I agree. But Fifty, see, there's guys who have moments where they're the right. hottest thing of that year, like Wayne. Mm, I'll get to that in a second. But it's guys who have, like, the hottest thing of the moment, right? right, right. And there's and, guys who have that big longevity. And, and, and yeah, and, and, but, but then there's also guys who take the throne so crazy where they shut down the entire... Like, remember, 50 in in the span of two albums had an album that did 800,000 first week yeah, and then yeah, a million, million. A million. And, then, and then the other one, Curtis, even though I lost a yay, so 700,000 first week. So, like, right. that's a four-year period of massive record sales. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? On top of... Massive hit. So Fifty was the guy. Fifty, and also part of why Kanye became Kanye because he took it from Fifty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that. He had that stretch. Yeah, Fifty from yo from o from o three to o seven. There was not a rapper that was bigger than Fifty Cent. I'd I'd argue Kanye was. Kanye was not bigger. No, I mean, any not numbers. Not, not he was well okay. He was yeah. probably, people, the trajectory in terms of I yeah. feel like the trajectories were a little bit different it, at the time. But, but it was Curtis like fifty was probably down, higher. That's what I'm saying. Was, was, was cemented his exactly. legacy because he already had fans. Exactly. But this is also the time where you get the glow in the dark. Tour, exactly. Probably one of the best tours. People still talk about this tour to this day, and I'm sad I never went. Yeah, oh, I that, that was my first tour I went to. Really? Yeah, that was my no, first time I went I was, to. <laughs> I, was, I just started college that year. Actually, yeah, that was a good year. 2007. See, 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 like, see, see, like, like fifty. In 03, took it from, because Jay was retiring. Yeah, Eminem yeah. was dropping his last. All right, he did retire. Eminem, that was his last great. <laughs> la, Eminem had dropped his last great album, mm-hmm. right? So 50 took it, right? Then there was other guys in between that were, that were, that were challenging for it, 
right. like Jeezy, like T.I. Even like, the South. The, yeah, 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 they were the challenging. Yo, first of all, the South was basically just like, okay, we're going to just take this with raw energy because we got all these motherfucking dances, all these motherfucking songs. <laughs> now we got to know how to rap. Now yeah, we, now exactly. we got to show niggas how we rap. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 50, 50 had it, and and then that's why Ye became so powerful because you have to remember when Ye be 50, the entire game switch, like mm-hmm. it went from like everybody had to be being like gangster and bulletproof vests and shit to like, oh, man. Lupe Fiasco be, could be popping. Kids right. in the hall, cool kids. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. All that type of shit. So like, I think that, I think that, um, I think Fifty had it for a brief second. It was yeah. at least four years. It wasn't five, but it was like four years of being like, because even when Curtis came out prior to it, the conversation was why isn't Fifty's records hitting like that? Right. That was the conversation. And when you know it, when when that's a conversation, that means you know you got it. Because there's a lot of niggas who drop records that ain't hit. Like, oh, okay, mm. well, that's it. That's but, an interesting. But take. Nick, niggas were like, yo. Uh, amusement park, uh, straight to the bank. Uh, yeah, 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 what's going on, fish? Right, right. You know, right. the niggas weren't saying that about about other niggas when this shit wasn't hitting. It was kind of like, oh, what's going on? You right. know. So then Ye took it, Ye took it, and Wayne took it with Ye the, the year after, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they held it for a bit, right? And then and then Wayne kind of fell back. Mm-hmm. Ye kept it. Oh. Yeah, he kept it. I always love talking about Lil Wayne's impact in hip hop. It's, it's, it's incredible. He's the reason why music comes out so fast. Oh, 100%. There's, uh-huh. like, there's three Lil Baby albums and six NBA. Which, which, is, which is unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. but especially, the, especially more Lil Baby than Youngboy, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for all that, because Youngboy still hasn't really popped yet. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I could get you putting out music to pop. Baby, you, you got it, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't need to drop. You, like, yeah, I actually think Street Gossip, I mean, we're de- deterring a little bit, but I actually sure. think Street, street Gossip low-key left not say fucked up but like it, he ended the year not as strong as he should have right yeah. you know what I'm he saying? didn't like, stick the landing he, I mean, didn't he stick the la- stuck he's, the landing yeah. with drip too hard there you go it was already drip harder was already because even drip harder was eh right? right right but the fact that drip too hard is on there you got a pass right, right you know what I'm you get a pass with drip too hard but then he dropped street gossip and street gossip don't even got shit at all on yeah, it. yeah, and yeah it's yeah. like all right bro like you know quality control right right 100 percent. Right. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so 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 I said to say so back so you know Ye had it Ye had it and Drake then we said Drake took it from Ye right and then now Kendrick and Drake are like kind of cohabiting right? Right, right who is the guy who's taking it from them I think the the closest one in the conversation that really stepped up this year is Travis Scott he's the yes, closest yes, one yes, yes. and he's probably the one I can see doing it right but I'm, I can see the longevity in it I can see that happening I'm still not sure if it's gonna happen me neither I, because you know why because let me tell you something Travis still needs to show niggas that he can rap. Yeah. And that's the thing. People want to act like people want to act like bars don't matter. That's bullshit. Right. Like if you, if, yes, to be successful, bars don't matter. Right? Song structure matters. Yes, that's the thing that matters the most. That's why niggas is so picky with their word choice. Absolutely. How, how how are you gonna turn this into a tweetable? How are you gonna make this memorable? Yeah. How are people going to remember the song? Absolutely. And I think that to become to put out a great to become a great yeah. like a great great great. Mm-hmm. You, there's a level of bars that you need to have. Like, yeah. Drake is a great rapper, hands down. Like, the fact that he he, he may not be able to be as technical as Kendrick or Cole, mm-hmm. but he knows how to make, say certain things that months later we're going to make, wait, hold on, wait, wait, what do you say? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and tweet about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was listening to Back to Back today, and I'm like, damn, like, there's so many lines that niggas were probably tweeting Oh yeah, from that record, every line is a line. Every line is a line, <laughs> and I think that's that in itself is a is a bar. You know, Kendrick is is Kendrick and Cole are two are the greatest in, cl- in a classic sense of yes. rapping. But there's 
Travis still needs to show that he can rap. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, he showed it more on Astro than he's ever showed it, for sure. But he still needs to show, like, nah, nah, nah. Because you remember Kanye? Kanye was the same thing. Like, niggas, Ye wasn't a great rapper until, like, people started really looking at him as a rapper at graduation, but niggas really started catching a dark twisted. That's yeah, when yeah. he was like, oh, he's, oh, he, he rapping, rapping. Right. Yeah, you know, Travis like, needs that the moment. The thing that Drake and Kanye have over, over Travis is not only just, like, song structure and things yeah. like that, but it's versatility. Yeah, the versatility is crazy. Tra- Travis, Travis is very this. Mm-hmm. It's very this. linear. If I know I'm hearing a Travis Scott song, you know, yeah. I know what the beat sounds like kind of in my head, but yeah. I know I'm in for a few surprises. Yeah, but, that's, exactly, that's exactly what it is. With Drake and Kanye, they can they can sort of like sort of glide into this mellow space of music, whereas like a lot of Travis stuff is like really hard-hitting energy, especially the stuff that takes. But you know the thing about Drake, too? But this is also another thing that, about Drake that's really interesting. I'm very interested to see how things move mm-hmm. in the next sphere. I think Drake is becoming, not boring, boring is not the word, but he's becoming linear. You know, like, even Scorpion was exactly what I thought it would be. Right. It was, here's your rap, here's your Mm R&B. He's the hottest producer of the year, making a track for me. Exactly. And and, and there's nothing, like, I went back and listened to Take Care a little bit earlier today, actually, and I was like, wow, like, just some of the the sample choices, some of the ideas for that time period were like, Mm -hmm. yo, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Drake is getting to that point where, and a lot of times when you become great, you get Jay-Z. Yes. Like, he got to that point where you can't, how much more tricks can you give, right? Like, Drake is getting to that point where he, and the crazy thing with Scorpion, he had an opportunity to really be like, this record is amazing. Because mm-hmm. I always tell people. That's how I felt with views. I, well, see, okay, this is my thing with Scorpion's and views, right? Mm-hmm. Scorpion, I feel like if I cut out 12 songs, there's a classic on there. If you cut out 12 songs, there's, there's like 12 or 13 amazing records mm-hmm. on Scorpion. Views, I think there's a lot of good songs mm-hmm. and a lot of and a couple of like bad songs, but I don't think there's many great songs. Like I don't go back, ah, oh, I need to listen to views. Yeah, yeah. He's literally the only artist that makes me that puts out an album that makes me appreciate the album before. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's how that's how I see it every time. Because yeah, that's I, funny shit. No, no, that's funny shit. shit no, you're right. You're right. You're right. And I, I think was like, damn, I miss views. And, and, <laughs> and that's the thing with Drake. I think that you know, there's a part of him that like, I talked to somebody about like the Grammys, mm-hmm. and we're like, you know, he should win album of the year. And I said, listen, in terms of success, yeah, he deserves it. Yeah. In terms of success, I think the, the year he had this year is. It's ridiculous. To but, me, he's a poster, stri- poster child of the streaming era. I, you, you, you were literally took the words out. I was like, the thing about the streaming era is that if you're, if you, if you're, if you're big, you, the rich get richer yeah, in the streaming yeah. era, and the poor get poorer. There's no middle mm-hmm. in the, in the streaming era. If you're huge, you're going to do numbers. Yeah. If your record is, if you're good, if your record is good, and you're a big artist, it's going to stream great, mm-hmm. right? As long as it has a context, okay. right? If you're if you're not big, you have to fight to become big. But right. if you're big, it's like you stomp on everybody. Oh yeah and, yeah, and that was Drake. Drake, and what makes the the one thing that makes Drake even better than even most niggas who are big is that he understands how to use context. Similar, another guy who knows how to do is six nine. Just six nine, just he overdoes it. Mm-hmm. But Drake knows how to carefully know how to use people's emotions to play into his music. I feel like he's definitely a student of the game. He's a student. He's of the more game. tapped of life. in. <laughs> right, right. He's more tapped in than I think everyone knows. Absolutely. Yeah. He's 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 too tapped in. Like, he's, he's tapped he, in on the on the one of the most highest levels. When ever. you see when ever. you see the blue face DMs <laughs> and the Kodak DM, the Kodak DM was scary to me. He was like, 
he said, I think he said Dying to Live was one of the best yeah, albums. Yeah, I'm glad five And years. then he was just like, teach me how do you do that. And ah, I was like, bro. No, no. <laughs> he said it. I was ah. like, bro. You got to stop DMing young people because they keep just leaking the DMs. He said, teach me how to do that. Teach me how to do that. And I was like, bro. Yeah. And, what? And, 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 and that's the thing about, about Drake is that. Feature security. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's really what these things are. They're yeah. feature security. Feature security, exactly. That's the thing with Drake. I think he's, he's at a point now where. He's at a point now where he it's kind of like Jay Z after Blueprint, right? Mm-hmm. When Jay Z dropped Blueprint, he dropped Blueprint Two, and Blueprint Two was very bloated, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of great moments, but it's a lot of like, what the fuck is that, moments, right? Right? I don't think Scorpion is that bad. Scorpion's not that, but but it'll it, probably be remembered like Blueprint Two. It honestly. may, it may, it may, be, <laughs> it, it may be, it may be, but I think. The, the the overall feeling for Jay was what do you do next, right. and that's why I always feel like I always feel like when I look back at history, like Jay was never gonna retire. He was yeah. never. He needed to create a, a narrative to make people look at Jay the way he's supposed to be looked at. Right. And he said the only way to create a narrative is if I get killed. Right. Like Biggie and Pac did. I ain't getting killed because he's. <laughs> and then he would also at that point had been dropping consistently year after yeah, year yeah, after you, year. You have to miss him. He's and like, it's like oh. If he doesn't drop this year, has he fallen off? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So he said, I'm retiring. Bye, niggas. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to run Def Jam. Bye, niggas. And then that makes people be like, oh, he's the greatest rapper of all time. And right. it worked. And that's exactly what happened. I think Drake, not saying Drake needs to do that, but Drake needs to figure out a way. Because I think people, I think people, like someone like Kendrick, you still feel like there's another level for right. Kendrick to go. Even Cole mm-hmm. with these features. You're realizing... If he figures it out, there might be another level for Cole. Mm-hmm. Drake almost kind of feels like he kind of used all his levels already. And, and we know that's not the case, right? right? But he needs to do something different. Right. You know, like the Pusher thing was a great example of of him being exposed in that aspect mm-hmm. of things. Because Pusher came in and he said, I think I, what you going to you ain't. I, you, you, can't, I, you can't diss me really because mm-hmm. I'm going to pull all the cards on the table. Right. Like, if you go after me, niggas gonna look at my shit. So that's what I, it, like like Pusher was the winner in every which way, and mm-hmm. then he got him, right. <laughs> and then he actually got him, mm-hmm. and that expo- that exposed him in a sense where it's like, okay, what do I need? Like eventually, Jay stopped responding to little niggas. Mm-hmm. You know, Jay said, "Nigga, who? Right. I'm not talking about you, bro." Eventually, he stopped doing that. You know, and I think that um, Drake needs to look at Jay and figure out how do I maneuver to become as I get into that my later years in this because you know hip hop is a that's young, what he wants right. he, he said that in the LeBron interview he's like how do I how do I end this gracefully how do I go out yeah. on but is he, it, he has to figure that out but is it stepping away from hip hop and, and, and exploring some other venture it, it could be that it, and and I think it's, I think regardless, it still needs to come with music. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. Think, I think easily. he needs to needs to have he has, he can't leave on Scorpion. Right, right. right. Yeah. But I think he there's something he needs to figure out. And it and it, and it, I think with Black Album, right? If you remember the initial marketing behind it, it was twelve producers, twelve Girl, tracks. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't meant for hits. It was like I'm just gonna make twelve the illest with the illest niggas. Right. And obviously, it wasn't that actually didn't up being yeah, that, that way. Happen, yeah. But it was but similar to that. I think Drake needs to figure out. How am I going to make an album? Fuck hits. I mean, the hits are going to come regardless. Yeah. We know that. Because Drake knows how to do it. Yeah. But fuck hits. How am I going to make an album that niggas say it's amazing? Mm-hmm. And I think that Scorpion was almost there until mm-hmm. it wasn't. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if that was the business behind it or if it was just streaming. You just want to play the streaming game. Yeah. But it's a double album. Exactly. But there's, with Drake, like, when you listen to Scorpion, I hear records where I'm like, oh, my God. Like, from nonstop mm-hmm. to... Uh, 
Mob Ties too. Like this record when you're like, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. Fucking after dark, I was like, nigga. After dark. Like there's so many records. R and B smash. There's so many <laughs> records in there where you're like, if this was just thirteen songs, it's a classic. Yeah. But yeah. then you get the birthday thing, whatever the fuck that shit was called. Yes, I, I, I do he like loves that. But I wouldn't put it I wouldn't put it on the album. Exactly. I wouldn't put it on the album. That's that you like the song. You know what that song was good for? A good SoundCloud Lucy. That's what that's what that song is good for. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's not needed. A girl love Beyonce. It's a girl love Beyonce. Right hand if you will. It's a right hand. It's no need I don't need that on the record. Then there's what other record there's there's a couple records like that. There's like the first four songs on the R and B side are like what I don't need these songs. Like there's a couple of that and I think that he just kind of needs to figure out how do I stick my landing as the greatest of all time? Because I think Drake is actually approaching that territory. Yeah. But I think... Listen, I had to argue, and we did a we did a, a WCCR top 10. I, I did this for laughs. Okay. I did this for chaos. Okay. I love watching the chaos and watching people. Okay. How they think and what they move. Oh, you and know it, these little niggas going to argue. But it was a <laughs> sense of, like, who are the top 10 rappers of all time? Oh, I got... Greatest, I got my list already. Great, greatest rappers of all time. I got my list. They put... It's the funniest shit because these niggas are so young. They're like, think about it. These people became 18. Yeah. Just, just now. now. Oh, <laughs> so who, they, so, so who, they were born in the 2000s. Two, so Jake is number about, one. No, no, no. no, no their no. first two was Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac. Oh, that's, that's and I was shit. just like, like, you, didn't you don't do never that. lived I, through I, it. I lived on the tail end of that. Yeah. That's very funny I was like, y'all are lying. But okay, well, I have a question though. But see, I... I'll put it two ways. I one of the things I've been I've been doing top ten lists all year for some reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but I always say there's what I call the sports center list, mm-hmm. and there's the um, and then there's your personal list, yes. right? Your personal if your personal list like for example if my personal list has like Chuck D, I'm lying. I'm right. lying. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm lying. Like I'm yeah. like unless I unless I really like that shit, I'm lying. You know right, what I'm right. saying? If this if these people say Biggie and Pac in their sports center list. That means they're either lying or, or the historians. Because right. I was, I know I'm a historian. Oh yeah, like, yeah I'm yeah. a historian. Like I rock him in my top right. five, well, top five or so in my sports center list. Sure, I wasn't. I was born when Rakim was kind of stopping rapping. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, as a historian, I know Rakim's in the conversation. As in my personal list, no, he's right. not in my personal list because I don't listen to Rakim like that. But right. I know what without Rakim there isn't. So it depends, you know. It depends. Drake is in the top ten. They were so afraid to put put Drake in the top ten. That's BS. That's BS. Drake is top ten. Drake is top ten. Drake is. They don't want to be called stands in a. No, it's just like oh, the singer. Nah, Drake is top ten. You know, he's rapping, blah blah blah. And I was like, he's top ten. Drake is top ten, hands down. Like that night, I mean, he might be creeping into. He might be like on the edge of the top ten. Yeah, yeah, he's on the edge. But he's definitely top ten. I have him, I think I have him at I think I have him at nine in my list. Cause I, I think I got if I know off the top, I think I have J one, Big Two, Pac three. I wanna say I have Nah no Eminem four, mm-hmm. Rock Him five, Nas six, Kanye seven, Kendrick eight. Andre, I like that you have Kendrick on your list. By the way. Yeah, he has. Oh, Andre absolutely. Damn, list. got him on that list. Damn, to me, it, that's Did when it? I yeah. yeah. Dare. Was he on the cusp of the list before? He was like a 11-12-13 before uh, Dare. Cause cause you remember with Pimp Butterfly? Oh, let me finish it. Drake was Drake is nine, Andre ten. But the the fact that the reason why he was a cusper at first is because Pimp Butterfly was fire, but it it was and it was amazing, but it still wasn't I, I still think there was like, is he gonna be 
a big rapper, yeah, he, big, it wasn't big rapper. Like accessible. Yeah, or is yeah. he just gonna be like? It was abstract and just yeah, artistry. Exactly. This was like they were commercial. But it was records, he did everything. Right. He he records. nailed it. He nailed it front to so back. So his run from damn to like this Black Panther. Oh my! And he dropped mwah, humble, mwah, mwah. humble <laughs> DNA, uh, everything like that. Uh, is element. Just, uh, he was dropping you real rap, and then he was dropping his chart toppers. Uh, so, yeah, so how does? It, uh, and I'll say this in terms of this year because Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, had a year. Yes, yep. it was it was a weird year. He dropped nothing, and and for <laughs> for an artist like Kendrick Lamar, when you do nothing, you're not supposed to be because you're not doing features. I know, I know. You're not doing all these other things with the Black Panther soundtrack that came out, yeah, and, which was amazing. And I think executive production on J Rock's album, and yeah. just a lot of contributions from there, and just overall, he still managed to have a year, which to me is a telling sign of just like a great rapper of the time. Yeah. Like it's a, when you're able to like. You still have an impact despite not putting out any music in a sort of major yeah. release sort of way. Yeah. Um, we had other major releases of the year. Yeah. Um, there was – we were supposed to get two Kanye releases. I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. Nah, nigga. We got we – got, <laughs> we got Yay. Uh, to me, to me uh, there was a lot of sort of – a lot of – in terms of veterans, to me, it's like veterans navigating the internet. I'm talking yeah, about Yay, yeah. which is – just didn't work just because of how he's trying to. Yeah, I mean a lot. I mean I didn't. I don't think it worked musically or it worked narrative right. wise. Yeah. Um, both ways. That shit crash landed. Crash landed. Everyone was anticipating this Nas album, trash. and it literally came trash. for thirteen hours. Trash, bro. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, and Nas, I'm a Nas fan. Right. I'm a Nas fan. This album's bad, <laughs> in my opinion. Right. It wasn't good. I feel like he's, he has every other album. He's a yeah. It's cra- and, and the crazy thing, and the crazy thing with Nas, I, <laughs> I expected Nas's because Life is Good was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I expected this it's record five years, six years later. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be great because you because you, you know with Nas, he's not at that point anymore where you, you he's trying to go commercial. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you know when like you're he has his hardcore fan. He has and he's gonna he, and he's just, just like, like I'm rich. And yeah, <laughs> like I thought he was gonna give he's gonna do a push of it. Where yeah. it's like I'm not trying to get y'all niggas. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna talk to my niggas. Mm-hmm. And Kanye produced it. Oh, and it was bad. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't understand. I still don't understand how that happened. I don't. I don't. I literally don't understand how that happened. But it was really bad. Um, it literally lasted for 13 hours because then Beyonce and Jay came out, <laughs> which, is which to me it was like a fun album. I don't know what yeah. it was supposed to be. You know, it's funny. It, 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 <laughs> fuck these it was Beyonce's kind of like rap album. Yeah, it was yeah. like, and and it's hard to like. I feel like Jay Z's like no, and go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> that's how it kind of was. That's how it felt like. He took a wife body. Me. To, and to me, <laughs> but it's like to me, you put any sort of the way Jay is to me is like you put a young thug next to him, people are gonna say young thug bodied him. Yeah. You put a, a Beyonce next to him, she's going hard, but like because we yeah. just have years of hove in our head. Yeah. I feel like everyone's just like Beyonce bodied him on the well, entire album. Well, the, the thing about so. The Beyonce J record initially, when I first heard it, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like when I first first heard it. Uh huh. No, no, I actually hate Ape Shit. Really? But but the, but the album itself, mm-hmm. I thought the video was fine. I thought the song was trash. Mm. Uh. But me personally, but when I first when I first heard the album, I loved the album, right? And then I realized I didn't care about it. Yeah, <laughs> like I didn't. I never even. I never even. The artwork started to make me feel gross about it. Yeah. I didn't. Never wanted to go back. I don't know. So, I mean, I hate to say that because the artwork is a dope. Yeah. Artwork. <laughs> I just. I just. I just, just the feeling it gave. I just like. I don't like you yeah. interpreting it. And it was like that's trash. Yeah. No. Just I was like. like mm, yeah. I just like. I don't really care. Like I. It, it made me something about that record. Not only didn't stick with me, but it just literally fell off. Because like for example, four four four. 
I also didn't go back to, right? Mm-hmm. But I eventually went back later. I, something about me said, I'm going to go back. And I loved it when I went was back. Was it an anniversary or something? I don't know what it was. Because I feel like there's like... Every year we celebrate like four Hove anniversaries <laughs> Nigga, of like Blueprint, Blueprint Blackout, Reasonable Doubt, Reasonable Doubt, Four Four Four, just things yeah. he did. It was like damn. He stabbed this nigga in this year. <laughs> he it's the same. This nigga. It was the same <laughs> launch mag. It's just like yo, he stabbed this nigga. Which is a launch mag is a Hove stand account. I'm just letting you know. Beyond all yeah, the it wait, on Instagram. No, no, no. On um Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. It always reminds you in in on this day, this many what? years ago. What? Launch Mag? Yeah, yeah Launch to Mag. me, he's a whole stand account because literally it will there will be an album that had nothing to do with Hove. But because it's like um Aaliyah drops I Miss You on this day. Hove drop <laughs> Hove does <laughs> the opening of like or does the remix Star Isn't Happy. Like some shit some shit like that. Okay. Like yeah. to right. me it, Launch it, Mag I'm a, oh, this is a dope picture. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a follow launch, launch I mag love later. launch mag because it's just like blips and like like something something isn't happy or something. Yeah, like, what I got, I got I got I got yeah. Like I remember. Oh, see me. Oh yeah. They were oh, this nigga. Like, yeah, this nigga. He's a whole stand. This nigga's hilarious. Yeah, because the way he writes is hilarious. Like he yeah. goes. Let me see. Uh, Today in 1983, Josie drops Diary of a Mad Band. Drake, how about now, girl? What about now? Girl? And I'm how just like, Josie, my heart belongs to you. Like, nigga, what? <laughs> like, he, hold on, let me see. Um, there's one that's one day. Um, um, today in 2005, Major Blige drops the breakthrough. Mary, get up, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> that that had me crying actually. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh my god. Um, let's see. In terms of other, there was so, and I think probably in sort of last rang out because there's just a lot of releases. It was too much. There's just this year. The the story of this year is a lot. But I think one of the more notable ones, probably I want to say. I mean, what's something that sticks in your mind of just like a major release from release? a veteran that kind of dropped this year? Because I, I don't, for this, some reason, I'm thinking of Queen by Nicki Minaj, yeah. but it's more so the narrative around. Yeah, I, I think. Well, the issue I think in general with 2018 when it comes to veterans is that I don't think anybody put their best foot forward. Right. Yeah. And it's I don't think any to navigate too. Yeah, I don't think anyone the did. Landscape is changing. It's changing. Them. Yeah, and I, I think they let you know. For like a Jay and Beyonce where they let the music do the talking, right? Yeah. Which is the right way to do it. The music wasn't strong enough, right? Mm-hmm. For someone like Kanye where he tried to do a little bit of narrative and music, neither of them were strong right, enough. Right. For Drake where he eventually put the narrative, in my opinion, put the narrative ahead of the music, mm-hmm. it, that kind of fucked him up a little bit. Right. You know, I, I don't think there was many guys that really took, you know, I mean, the one guy I'll say, actually, yeah, the one guy who was a veteran who took advantage of everything was Pusha T. Yeah. You know, Daytona, you know, it's arguably a classic record. You know, it's 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 it came out. It was like, yo, this shit is amazing. And You're someone who always is just like, no, I'll, I'll I'll say it's arguably a classic record, even when it because a lot of people are afraid of just saying like, no, this is this is a classic record. Like, I, this I, is I, you know, you slaps know, all the way through. You know why? You know why? Cause classic is a funny word. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, classic isn't just like it, classic doesn't mean oh, because it's fire. Because there's a lot of records that are fire in and. There's something about classic that needs to stand a little bit deeper than just it being fire because there's so much, especially now, mm-hmm. there's so much music that comes along that something that could be fire and we won't listen to it again because another thing just came out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this the impact needs to be a lot deeper. Yeah. And I think Daytona, I think, is showing signs of that. Right. Five years from now, we'll see. You and know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're... We'll see, you know, but like... There, there's albums that are instant classics that when you came out you knew it was a classic. Right. There's albums that grew to become classics. Right. There was, you know, but you know, Good Kid, Messy when it came out, we knew that's a classic record. You know, what I'm saying, damn, classic right. record. 
And his records kind of like, like I, you know, Take Care. I don't think people call Take Care a classic when it first came out. I actually think it's a classic record, personally. I think it's a classic. and it's the To me, it's the most quintessential Drake yeah, album. Yeah, the seminal Drake album. And Drake the is the most... That's a good way to put it. I and Drake say, is the, mo- is the, the highest... Big, I, I get you saying. So, so like, so like, a, if, like a, if like Bryson dropped that, that wouldn't be a classic. Right. Hmm. So, okay. we have a bunch of... Yeah. We also have a lot of new acts that dropped this year. Yep. Um, to me, one of the most interesting... I mean, Lil Baby and Gunna, to me, yeah. have been... The most, like, damn, I felt like it all happened in the same year. Yep. Mm-hmm. In terms of just, like, Lil Baby was, like, January. Eh, do you know Lil Baby? Like, Lil yeah. Baby. Like, I remember, you know, we were talking about it in my group chat, and we dropped uh, a playlist Hive. called Lil Baby Hive. Because right. we were just like, yo, people don't really know Lil Baby. We fuck with Lil Baby. Yeah, my dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freestyle. From time to time, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, oh, um, yes, indeed. Yep. Yeah. There he is. Once that great stamp hit, Oof. And then everyone's yeah. like, "Yo, is it? Is it's a little baby everywhere? It's a little baby mania." Like, what did it, and then the same thing kind of happened with Gunna because I feel like yeah. Gunna was absent from the first half of the year, even though he dropped the tape top of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it, that twenty something, twenty yeah. one, three, four, twenty four tracks or something. Yeah, DS three, and that dropped the beginning of the year, and then like the second half of the year, things just kind of picked up for him. Well, Gunna's actually interesting to me because see, baby, his success is attributed to. Yes, indeed, and his album, Harder yeah. Than Ever, you know, on top of, like, right. the, the records he dropped last year, right? Gunner's a little interesting to me because DS3 isn't a big record. It's not a big album. Like, I mean, it's, it's doing, it's done well, for sure, but if you look at the numbers for DS3, there's not a record, I think, over 25 million streams. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's very modest. In, what was the song? Is it? Oh, okay, okay. okay. That's, like, song. the biggest one, but that's not even, like, crazy, crazy, right? Right. And then Drip Too Hard is, yes, that's, 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 I guess, where people know him from. But Baby really killed. I mean, Gun did his thing on that too. But mm-hmm. Baby really killed Drip Too Hard. And then, and then I guess where you could kind of point to Gunna might be uh, Yosemite. Mm-hmm. You know, on Travis, but that might be his like. I yeah, guess that was like a mainstream fans introduction. That might be that. You know what I'm saying? But Gunna still, Gunna to me still needs to drop that record where I'm like, oh, he's he he got it, got mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still not sure yet. Mm-hmm. Like Baby, I knew about Gunna last year, and I thought he was cool. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, he's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't I didn't love him, but I, I fucked with him, right? I mm-hmm. think the next year will be a big year for them because I want to see them do more polished work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, with, with Baby, it's like, he do, he drops really good verses, but, like, he's working with whoever his engineer is, doesn't master his verses, like, really well. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. no, 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 his auto-tune, sometimes it sounds gargling, it's, like, hard to hear, yeah, but it's does. like, he just got slapped in there, you know? <laughs> he got drowned, he's dr- dripping. <laughs> Drip too hard and all that dude. He's drowning from the waves. Yeah, he's drowning the waves, yeah. And I, then with Gunner, it's like, it's um with a lot of fans, the issue is enunciation. A lot of people yeah. don't understand him. Yeah, I, I think the thing about Gunner to me, like, see, Baby, the thing I love about Baby is that he, he spits real shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, my dog, I love that song because it felt not just like, oh, it's my homie song, but it's like, a, it felt like, like, this is my nigga. We getting through any shit together. Like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm on, we, I'm on the way. We about to get this shit together. You know. So with him, I always thought even the way life goes. That song right. is amazing. Like right. you know, I thought he was like, okay, this is it. Gunner to me, I, I feel like he doesn't do anything special. Not sorry. Let me rephrase that. I feel like he doesn't do anything on a goat level. Mm-hmm. I think he's really good at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But there's not one thing that makes me be like, holy crap. Right. I actually feel like Gunna, I always say, is killing it because 
He's the young thug that people want young thug to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And young thug is such an important artist. Yeah. And Gunner kind of took that slot in. But he also doesn't rap as good as Thug. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's my thing. Like, when I heard Drip too, the Drip Harder tape, I was, I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to really listen to Gunner. Right. And be like, all right, I fully, I'm fully in. Right. And I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. The, the, the One, the tape wasn't that good. But where, ba- where the where the, ta- the highlights were really Baby's. Even the solo records. Yeah, yeah. Baby solo records way better than Gunner's solo oh, yeah, records. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's my one thing about Gunner where I'm kind of like, he sounds good and his vibe is good, but I'm still not like... I, I still don't know if he could drop a 13-track album, and I'm like, this is going to be amazing. And maybe he does, and I hope he does, because we need more exciting stars in hip-hop. What's an album, and I'll, have, I'll just pose this for everyone, that just feels like it was a new act, and you're just like, yo, they got, like, something's coming for them. Like, some someone new that you discovered maybe this year, or maybe you discovered, or has been continuing on a sort of upward trajectory. It's like, yo, that... That's going to be someone. I I think it happened a lot. I think there's a lot of artists that happen that mm-hmm. with. I think I think I think Roddy Rich. Mm-hmm. I think Jid. I think Nudie. I think. Uh, Do you think those are like the new next class? Because I feel like in terms of we haven't classified anything as of a class. Yeah, we'll as see. Of late. We'll, we'll see. That's the point I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. I feel like okay. So when oh, yeah, definitely Blueface. <laughs> oh blue, no, no no blue face too blue I, absolutely blue face sorry like, absolutely blue face you know what it is blue face baby because it's like <laughs> absolutely now, blue face he's a breath of fresh air dude I was and, and sorry that's how the long, craziest part about it how long was I amping blue face I was amping blue face for a minute and I, I was know who his producers are but he needs to stick with these niggas and I was like, yo, even branch out to some bigger people I was mad I, I reached out and they're like we're signed I said. Fuck, because I, I thought he, I just thought he was interesting. Right, I, right. I wasn't even. I just thought this nigga was interesting as shit. Like right. his voice was interesting, the way he rapped, and he looks good. He's a very attractive type of pause. Right. He's a very attractive guy. Like right. he looks like a star. Like, like he's he has like he has like that energy. Like I was like, yo, this guy is fire. And people are like, ah, he got. It. I'm like, nah, this nigga got it. And right. now everybody's on his dick now. Right. I think back to the class. Mm-hmm. I feel like. We're on the cusp of creating a new class, but we still don't have the leader yet. Yeah, yeah. And I think, so, again, I remember when I, back in 2013, I made a long-ass, ever, never-ending playlist. Mm-hmm. And it was called Digital Natives, right? Mm-hmm. It was just for me to listen to. And it was basically every rapper that had come out in the blog era, mm-hmm. right, through 2013. And I, I extended all the way to 2015, mm-hmm. right? So that means anybody that wasn't, that wasn't Kanye, Jay-Z. So it started with Drake mm-hmm. and Sean and Cuddy and Kendrick and, and Wiz. They were the they were the, four, the they were the standard bearers, right? Mm-hmm. And then it started going down to eventually Chance or whatever. So then eventually I started I made another one, like maybe like 2016, mm-hmm. where Drake and Drake and Ken weren't on there anymore. Now it was like Chance. Cause that's why I, I thought I thought it was a new era. It was mm-hmm. Chance and Bryson and Doug. Right. And um and um and post Malone yeah yeah yada right mm-hmm. I feel like that's still the class is still a bunch of young niggas like we talked about like like we talked about last year like mm-hmm. Gold Link all these they're all in that zone too right. right but there still isn't a guy yet that's hope that's dominating that you know what I'm saying I like feel you. there still isn't the leader where I'm like he is the guy. There was a, it was Drake Kendrick Cole. Mm-hmm. When you look back at the blog era, they are the leaders of that. They're the historical leaders. They're the guys who like who t- dominated the blog era and mm-hmm. took it to the next level. Obviously, Cuddy and Sean and Wiz were mm-hmm. all part of it. Mac Miller, but 
they they fell in tears below. Right. Drake, Kendrick, Cole were they came from that and he ran it right. In the streaming era, mm-hmm. right? Because I guess the era in the streaming yeah. era, we still don't have a leader. Right. I thought Chance was going to be it at one point, and he kind of stepped back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Post Post can never really be it because of just the type of shit he does. Like yeah. he's a white pop guy with like dreads and shit. Well, not anymore, but like right. you know, like, so he. I don't think the game will ever give that to him. You know what I'm saying? We still don't got the leader yet, mm-hmm. and that's up for that's up for taking. Travis is the guy who's leading the, the charge on that, mm-hmm. but it's he's still not that yet. Do you feel like, and I'll switch genres for a second, in R&B, yeah. that they kind of have that class going on? So R&B now, this is what R&B's happening. I think it's very exciting. R&B... Which is, to me, the reason why, and I say that because I felt like at the end of the decade when they had the, like the Chris Brown, Neo, Trey Song sort of thing, and that class <laughs> was kind of going on, et cetera. And then at the early 2000s, we had the Janae and Weekend and Frank and from, Miguel yeah, yeah, yeah. and all these other stuff. That's when R&B really started, you yeah, know, coming, coming back. back as sort of an interesting because I had fell out with R&B just because the, it just got annoying. It just got annoying. R&B just, got annoying. Like you know, we we always say we call it 2014 music because yeah. it was it was that was like around a period where R&B it got it reached the highest point of just like annoyingness. Yeah, yeah. of just like you know the Chris Brown I'm beat it pussy up R&B right. Trey songs I'm still your girl R&B I'm like alright niggas he classifies it as eat the butt R&B eat yes. the butt R&B there you yeah. go yes there you go <laughs> eat the butt R&B where like niggas not always talking about right <laughs> um, R&B right now is to me where hip hop was maybe eight years ago yeah in a sense of like it isn't as much as people want to talk about R&B it isn't major yet mm-hmm. it's not like mm-hmm. there isn't like there isn't an R&B star. I think SZA's probably the closest. Yeah. But there isn't an R&B star right now that is dominating. Right. Like, there isn't. Like, you know. Who just drops and it's just like, they drop and, and, and shut the game down. Right. And even if you look at, if you look at even like playlisting, right? The biggest playlist is R&B on Spotify. Mm-hmm. R&B has, I think, 5 million monthly listeners. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 yeah, something like that. Rat Caviar has over 10. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you can be the number one song. If you're the number one song on Rat Caviar, your song's, your shit's going to go crazy. Mm-hmm. If you're the number one song on R&B, your shit could be cool. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 you could stay in the top five on R&B and still maybe get a gold record. Right. You stay top five on Rap Caviar for three months, you have a triple platinum record. Yeah. And, and LMA is one of my favorite examples. LMA was doing, was killing it on radio, was doing this thing, but it didn't really become a juggernaut until they moved to Today's Top Hits. Mm-hmm. When they get to Today's Top Hits, it became... Everywhere. Wow. And I think that R&B right now, we're starting to see the characters start. Mm-hmm. This is the year where we start seeing the characters right. start to form. So you have SZA. SZA. You got LMA. You got you, her. Her. You got Khalid. You got Bryson. I mean, he's, he's on off year, but he's still in the mix. Right. You got Black. You got... Um, that's like... I guess that's like the leaders. Right, right. So then you have... Oh, Georgia Smith. Then you got... Then you start to have the Summer Walkers. Right. And the, um, who else? Summer Walkers. Brent Fiaz's. Right, right, right. And the, like, so there's, there's like a, there's like a, there's a scene. Mm-hmm. But there isn't, there, I need, R&B needs to have the moment where they have that hip hop moment where somebody goes so crazy. And I don't think, Khalid, I think is the one who's the biggest in, in terms of like reach. But mm-hmm. I think his crossover will be pop. Yeah. So I don't even know if that's even the one. Right. 
But like they need. Would to... you classify Normani in that space as well? She's in the mix. Yeah, she's definitely in the mix too. She's, okay. she's in the mix. Is as it well. because of orbited with the? Do you feel like it's orbited with the Khalid track? Yes, absolutely. And, and then it's like the Fifth Harmony thing and sort of everything move that. Yeah, the Fifth of... Harmony thing's in the back, right? For her. The Khalid Love Lies definitely put her in the R and B space. Okay, and you know her ascension would be dependent by what happens this year. You mm-hmm. know, but she's in the mix. She's okay. definitely in the mix, and I think that. R&B needs to have that moment where somebody becomes a GOAT. Right. And drops a record that it's not just critically acclaimed in R&B, but it's like, holy crap. Right. Because SZA's record was that to a degree, but she was still small. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to body it on a big level. Like, you remember remember back in the early 2000s? I don't think she wants to be that big anyway. Someone got to, yeah. So, you remember in the early 2000s when there was like Beyonce and Ashanti selling 300,000, 400,000? First week type shit. Yes, someone needs to be that in R and B, and and I don't know, none of nobody's that yet. Right. Somebody, I think, I think this year somebody's gonna do it, but somebody needs to be that, you know, and and figure out the dynamics and make R and B overly popular because you can still be again, like you can still be on a playlist on R and B. There's a lot. If you go on the R and B playlist on Spotify right now, mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of guys that you, on that playlist you, you don't, don't you don't even know. You don't even and know. Can you imagine going rap caviar and seeing niggas you don't know? Right. It doesn't make sense. You. You go on Rat Cabby and see people you probably never listened to, but you know who they are. Right. R&B, you can literally go on and play this and like, I've never heard of this I've person. I've never heard. <laughs> like, they, they could be my mom falling. Right. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it, I just think it's a, it's a good thriving space. It there's is. A lot of, it's bubbling. And to me, there's a lot of, like, you could look at, like, all right, here's the album that dropped this week. And, you're like, you look at the artwork and you're like, I may want to check that out. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's back to where it used to be. And now you have people that are contenders, where you yeah, have this, yes. these people that can, like, like Jaquise being an asshole yes, on the internet yes. helps this so much yes. because it creates a lens for R&B. Well, see, Him being a dickhead is perfect. <laughs> well, you just nailed it. I think for R&B to become major, major, more R&B artists got to move like rappers. Yeah. And not necessarily, yeah. not necessarily about like rapping and shit, but mm-hmm. they got to put out music like rappers put out music. Yeah. They got to act like, they have to, because rap has always been the mover of culture. Mm-hmm. It's always, since the late 80s, early 90s, maybe, I'll say early 90s. Mm-hmm. Since the early 90s, rap has been the movement of at least black culture. Right. If it's cool in hip hop, it's cool everywhere else. Yes. At least in black culture. Then eventually became the movement of American culture. Right. right? Mm-hmm. R&B, is has never been that, and it, and it will never be that. You know what I'm saying? Because R and B is is more of a feeling rather than a, um than a movement, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, people only take sprinkles of R and B. Exactly. So for R and B to become major, they got they more of them got to start creating characters for themselves. Hip hop is like wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's characters. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's so many different characters. R and B is not characters. There isn't. There's like good singers, right. good performers. But it's not characters, you know? And I think that's what needs to happen for R&B to become major. But the creativity is at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. The, 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 it's thriving. There's a lot of exciting. There's even younger, more exciting young folks happening. There's, there's a lot of really exciting shit in R&B right now. Right. I'll ask everyone this as well. Um, in terms of this year, what was your favorite personal moment that you had with music? Like, if, like Carlos, if you spun a record and it's just like, whoa, this shit went off. Or like you, you you know, in a session or going around the country and just exploring things and just a yeah. moment that just kind of like, fl- like holy shit, like a personal moment with music for the year. Hold on, I gotta really look back at what. Because I think, and I'll and I'll yeah. say for me, yeah, go for you. Um, and I wrote this on my uh, on my boy. He was on the show a couple years ago, Julian McKenzie. I wrote about. Um, he asked me 
um, what's your favorite album of the year? And I'm not going to give him Astroworld because to me, everyone is either going to write about Astroworld or, or somebody Daytona. else. Oh. Or Daytona or something else. I got it right here. Carter 5 dropping. Carter mm. 5. Because it was, to me, it felt like a return to form for yeah, Wayne, it, even though it's for a long period of time when you get sprinkles and features that didn't yeah. feel necessarily like Wayne. Yeah. And then Wayne gave you nothing but like either I don't even care if these songs were made five years ago. He gave you Wayne that <laughs> right. made you feel like yeah. oh shit, this is like it was oh, important. Carter Five was important. Like it it, Carter it actually Carter Five made you believe that like he artists don't have to be washed because everyone says it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, Nick, I've been saying that for a minute. Yeah. I, when, when, when Fat Joe had all the way up, I, I tell people it's never over. Yeah, if you if in this game is never over. And, and another artist like that who had a major year, Tyga. Ty- oh my god, nigga, Tiger. what? The king of rebranding. Oh yeah, Tiger just came out and it was just like, oh, the music just hit slaps. Slap. <laughs> I-, I think my moment, and not to be biased, but it just, it's to me, I- I- I've never seen anything like that, was with, with This America, personally. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I was at SNL when it, when it dropped, I was with mm-hmm. them. And I remember I was backstage, I was on my phone. And it came out. And we, you know, we never knew. You you could always, like, the one thing, I think I said this before. You said everything's roastable. Yeah, we said this before. Yeah. You can guess what things are going to do. You right. could guess. You could you could listen to shit over and over, like, this is going to be right. it. Right. But you never know. What you never you know. Yeah. You never fucking know. So we were backstage, and it came out. I remember that was the night LeBron hit the game winner against Toronto, the one when he, mm. he, he was fading into the bench and, and LeBron the was... series the, winner? The, the, slap essentially the series winner. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I remember he was trending. And then This America come out. I remember within 30 minutes, it was LeBron, This America, Charles Gambino, uh, Donald Glover. And, and then with and then, when, and then within an hour, it was Charles Gambino, Donald Glover, This America, LeBron James. And I remember... We went to the after party, and we didn't even stay that long. Mm-hmm. But I remember saying to myself, we just did something nuts. Yeah. And the next day, the amount, I was, I remember refreshing the video. And just and, the and counter the, is just. The numbers, yeah. I was like, I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. Right. Like, even, like, you have to remember, last year for me, on a personal level, was the first year I even tasted real success with crew. That was the first time I ever, like, mm-hmm. oh, my song's on the radio. Oh, my shit's Grammy nominated. Right. Oh, shit, this shit is fire. Like, that's the first time I've ever tasted, like, that level. When This America came out, I saw saw those numbers. I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) I remember feeling like God. You know what I'm saying? And I remember coming to the office. Because RCA is in like, we're in in an interesting spot in a great way. But an interesting spot because, you know, we're still known as like the R&B label. But on the low, 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 you're starting to see like really low-key important hip-hop art. So obviously Mm -hmm. Gabby was the leader of that. But then you see like a Brockhampton. You see like a Golding. You see, uh, you start to see a lot of low-key important figures there right Mm -hmm. we have never in the time i've been at rca i've never had a moment where i came to the office the next day Mm -hmm. and we were the topic of conversation it's always universal it's drake it's kendrick Mm -hmm. kanye west Mm -hmm. you know it was never us and that monday when i walked in the office everybody was talking about our shit and not just our shit my shit Mm -hmm. you know some shit that you know that was my project right and it changed it changed a lot it it spoiled me to be honest with you mm-hmm. because I, I you know I started thinking about things on that scale when right. not everything is that scale obviously but number one records now exactly <laughs> you know what I'm saying like Black, yeah, exactly you know what I'm saying like it, it changed it just changed my perspective and then just but the, maybe it's I mean but maybe in a sense it's also necessary maybe very a different necessary. perspective is definitely needed in terms of just like um 
in terms of just like just growing and just like it, it was very necessary on a personal level it's very necessary in a society society level mm-hmm. it's very necessary for a guy who as an artist we were saying earlier that people didn't look at in such ways and he became a beacon of 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 of, of black culture when people when the black culture didn't accept him at one point you know what i'm saying and i think for me there's no better feeling when you work in music than to be a part of something that's classic. Right. Whether it's a classic album, mm-hmm. a classic song, classic video, a classic moment. When you're part of something that's classic that will live that will live beyond your years, mm-hmm. that's like the highest goal. And I, we achieved that with that record. And honestly, I don't even say we because they really did that. I mean, we brought it in, but they really, Donald and his team really executed that shit. You know? Right. But... To be a, a part of that in some form or fashion, it, it's something that it, it, it's it probably one of my greatest moments mm-hmm. in life, let alone in music. I think it was well, going for. I was writing about. Um, he asked me to pick what's your top album of the year. I never pick the obvious one, yeah, because I feel like other albums need just. It's not my top album of the year, but it needs praise. Yeah, so I pick LMA. Really, I picked that. Oh, I forgot she's in the in, the, in that combo too. So Obviously. for me. For LMA, me, really? Because boot up, I'm a I'm a kid who grew up on R and B. Yep. And I've never and it's been like a long time. It's almost become unfamiliar yeah. to the point where an R and B record is so genuine yeah. and it's so like yeah. um authentic and not just the sound, but yeah. just the lyrics and everything like that. Yeah. Like we don't get like no. songs like outstanding anymore no. or we don't wow. get songs like that's, that's like outstanding yeah. or wow. like we don't get songs like monica before you walk out you know yeah. or we don't oh, get one like of them days yeah, yeah one of them days or usher you don't have to call or just no. songs that just no. like affect you on a different level like no. it's a it changes your mood in r&b at least because for me like pick up the phone is like when i listen to travis scott and young throw pick up the phone every day is like a holiday for me <laughs> like that song is so fun yeah, it is but lma's boot up for me just somehow is just like yo this is like the feeling when like arm that to me was like a glimpse of like yo R&B could be insanely popular again. Yo, and and you know what? If you look back at hip hop in the '90s, because I think hip hop now is very similar to hip hop in the '90s, mm-hmm. where it's just the the ultimate cultural force. Hip hop in the '90s was driven by R&B, right? You know, and you know the big some of the biggest rap songs had R&B hooks or R&B flavor to it, right? LMA. Right? On with boot up, did something that, sh- like you said, it can show this is the blueprint mm-hmm. of where you can go if you just make great music, right? And you know, I'm looking forward to see if more people can do that. I agree, you know, and because there's another part to it because most R&B records are either rap flavored mm-hmm. or they're pop flavored. It's very few times you find an R&B record that's R&B as fuck. Right. Go that crazy. And it's just the pure arm. And then the, just the entire album itself. So you said the album, not the I said song. The, no, no, no. The song is amazing. Yeah. Th- this is all the segue into the song. I wrote about the album nonetheless. I wrote about the album just because it reminded me of just like an era. It's like the most pure, no raps, yeah. no like even like rap even sounding nope. sort of songs. Nope. It was just like, okay, this is. R&B. R&B. Yeah. And this is like it on a popular level where it can be sort of exposed and you people are going like, yo, this should be this next single. Oh, no, nah, this should be the next single. Like just that conversation again. Yeah. Because I'm just a, I just grew up with R&B and it yeah. hasn't been that way in a very 
very, very long time. Yeah. Um, I think we're, you know, I've, there are other artists that had major years this, this year. Cardi is probably... Massive to, year. Massive. To me, Cardi, to me, Cardi and Travis Scott have, like, years that are just, like... Massive. I mean, so I always say in hip-hop, there's always uh, industry culture shifts, right? Mm-hmm. And it usually happens when an artist comes and blows the door off the industry. And then what ends up happening is the industry wants more artists like that. So mm-hmm. my favorite example is Kendrick. When Kendrick came with Good Kid, Mad City, the industry wanted more lyrical rappers. Mm-hmm. So that's when you start seeing Chance the Rapper, Joey Badass, Go Link, Vic Mensa, Isaiah Rashad. All those guys came after Kendrick Lamar because everybody was like, I'm going to sign in this Kendrick, right? Mm-hmm. Then you go to, uh, then you have Future. When Future mm-hmm. DS2, right? That's when 21 and Uzi and right. Yachty, that's when everybody wants the next trap rapper, right? Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Now it's Cardi B, mm-hmm. right? And Cardi B, now, now, now you start seeing all the, like the um, uh, Malibu Mitch, uh, Rico Nasty, right. um, I'm, Sweetie, Sweetie City Girls. Um, anybody I'm missing? Um, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion. Anybody I'm missing? Female rappers? Uh, Malibu Mitch, Molly Brazy. Molly Brazy, Cuban Doll, Asian Doll. Right. All the dolls. All the dolls. That's like the ladies' littles. Huh? Melly. Melly. Yeah, Melly, yep. So, Cardi right now is, she, like, everybody wants their new version of that. They want to get that. Invasion Privacy was incredible. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like I thought it was an incredible album. I thought I actually think people don't give it enough credit as a top five album of right. the year. I actually think like for real, for real, it was the only records I'll probably put ahead of that were um, Black Panther, Pusha, and Travis. Okay, but she, wow, she dis- destroyed. There's only really one bad song on that album. Yeah, the whole album is to me incredible. I think this year will just be known as the year of just like pure volume of songs. Pure volume of everything. Yeah. I mean, it's the, to of me, everything. we're sliding now into like everything. The content era. Yeah. It, it's just, it, I, you know what? This is the thing. I, the one thing I just want, having a lot is great. Mm-hmm. I, and I think, please give us, give a lot. Like, I also think that, I'll say this. We've always been given a lot of music. This isn't new. Mm-hmm. The difference between now and back in the day. Is back in the day, like in 2013, 14, whatever, niggas knew what your album was and they knew what your mixtape was. Mm-hmm. So if you dropped the mixtape and it was, it felt like a mixtape. The marketing was behind it like a right, mixtape. Right. I don't. Most people didn't listen to it unless people said you gotta listen to that mixtape. Yeah. Right. But when the album came out, it felt oh you need to listen to this right, album. Right. It's Friday. It's grouped in with all the Friday exactly. releases. Exactly. It's just like all right. Well, you know. So now, now today, everything is. Somebody's mixtape song right. can be on Rat Caviar next to somebody's album single. That's kind of why I respect Jid in terms of that release because he he doesn't have much to. I mean, he doesn't have much to gain by dropping on a Friday. Yeah, you're right. He and dropped on a Tuesday or, or something earlier in the week because yeah, it was he doesn't Monday. have it was yeah, Monday. Um, just because I think Meek had probably dropped that week or something or one of those. Uh, yeah, he just said fuck it, and, and just like to me. First week sales are cool, but you're probably not going to be defined by that at this point in your career. I see, and this is the thing. I'm glad you said that. I 
first week has always been thanks for fifty cent. Mm-hmm. Has been a thing. Yes. Everybody talked about your first week, right? Right. Everybody talked about that, right? I just I was watching the Everyday Struggle Awards, right? And mm-hmm. he mentioned Juvenile on four hundred degrees sold five thousand albums first week. Mm-hmm. The album that had Ha back that ass up had right. sold five thousand albums first week. It's mm-hmm. a, it's until the card until views. Mm-hmm. It was the number one selling album in Cash Money history. Sold 5,000 albums first week. Right. So I said to say, when you are a certain level of an artist, mm-hmm. fuck your first week. Right. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter Some because... really do play the long game. It's about the long game. It's, it really doesn't matter when you're a certain artist. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're a young artist, it's literally about, I'm going to get this album out. It, I need it to be fire. Mm-hmm. And let's play week five week mm-hmm. 10 week 15 week 20 that's what it's about when you have a young artist right when you now when you're kendrick nikki mm-hmm. travis okay yeah first week's matter yes first week i remember for brock hampton even we it, it, it mattered and it didn't matter well, it, it mattered because uh, how close you were <laughs> yeah, no, that, no yeah it mattered first week's mattered to me get josh groban out the paint oh get, my god get that nigga out the paint <laughs> it mattered to me because we wanted to have a statement right we wanted to be like yo like you know Everybody was talking about the deal, right? Bad out, you right. know what I'm saying. So that's why it mattered. But in theory, it didn't matter because they're young, they're a new act, they're yeah, very, yeah. very new, and they're gonna have so many more versions of themselves to fully get there. Right. So I think when you're a young artist, it shouldn't be about your first week. I don't think anyone, even if I'm, I'm so, even for an artist like let's say like a Gold Link who mm-hmm. has a hit record, the next time it doesn't matter first week because right. he's still a young artist. He's yeah. still not a, a guy where people are like his shit's gonna go crazy. Right. Still not that yet. Right. When you're at that level where you're still trying to prove yourself, fuck your first week. Right. It doesn't matter about that. And that's why I love what Jid did because he kind of made it be like, nah, I'm not, I'm going to take that conversation away. Right. Y'all not going to talk about my first week. Y'all just going to talk about how far my album is. 100%. Um, I think we're wrapping up the sort of year end thing. I have a few just like. Personal? Uh, yeah. Okay. I want to get, I have these five songs. All right. That I've like. Maybe you've been a part of, maybe you haven't been a part of. Just your overall thoughts and memories yeah. of just, like, on this song. All right. Um, Cousins did Headlock. Headlock. So, I think in general, before I go into Headlock, right, mm-hmm. I think in general, so part of what I say about this year, that I feel like things I didn't, I didn't get all the way done, he's a big, a good example of that, where you, when you're an artist and you're creating, you have your ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Of an artist, and you know, he spent a lot of this year really trying to tie up what his album's supposed to be like. Right. And in an era where things happened so fucking fast, mm-hmm. a lot of things just zoomed, and and he just never was able to catch into that rhythm. Right. Uh, and we put out a bunch of Lucy just to keep things. Yeah. Just to keep. I remember listening to them. Yeah. Yeah, just to keep things afloat, but it wasn't none. Nothing was ever made like, oh my god, this is the one. Right. We just did. So I. So Headlock, I, I always look back and say that that was a dope ass record. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't, didn't get the burn that it should have got um, for a couple reasons, but yeah. I think that it was a starter for him. Right. And whenever I play, like, producers' his music, I always play that record first. Okay. And people are like, oh, that shit is fire. So, like, next top of the year, not top of the year, but sometime in middle of the year, mm-hmm. you're going to expect an album from him. Uh, Christina Aguilera and Gold, <laughs> like I do. All right, yo, check it out. So, his, all right, so I always say this. Sessions, because I love that song. Uh, it's an amazing song. <laughs> so sessions are usually terrible for me. I actually don't like going to the studio like that. Really, you just you listen to after. I, I'm a. And let me tell you why I'm a big. I don't like studio as much. I think the first thing is 
Nine times out of ten when you're in the studio, this especially with rappers, this is what happens. You go in the studio, you eat shitty, you talk about who's the best basketball players, you talk shit about other rappers, oh, but you smoke weed, <laughs> and for five hours, and nothing gets done. <laughs> like, I, I swear to God, like, nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten. And also, I think New York studio culture has been shit, so mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in New York studio culture, where people probably from, like, L.A. or Atlanta, they grew up in the studio. So mm-hmm. th- that's why I'm not as... Not that I don't like the studio, but I don't. It's not as productive to me, right? Mm-hmm. As okay. much as I let the artist do the artist, and I and I pop in when I need to, right? right. But I've only there's only two sessions in my in my career I could say that was undoubtedly massively productive. First one was Abbey Road for Finish Iridescence, right? Because mm-hmm. those kids just work. First of all, Abbey Road is like one of the. Like, it's nuts. Like people, people, nigga. People to this day, talk about this. Shit. Nigga, nuts, nuts. I'm talking about nuts. You seen pictures of Frank Ocean mm-hmm. working on Blonde, Amy White, nuts, nuts. Radiohead, nuts. But anyway, the but the other most productive session out of my life was the Christina Golink record. Mm-hmm. I went to DC to get him to get the verse done. Okay. Right? And we booked the session. Um. Um, because Christina Anderson produced it, but Anderson was initially on it. Ah. So it was Christina featuring Anderson, but Anderson, you know, you know, Dre yeah. didn't want Anderson to do no features, mm. so Anderson didn't do the feature. Um, which Dre's wilding. <laughs> Dre's wilding. Yeah, yeah whatever. It, 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 there's a lot of records like that, so Anderson, you know, didn't do the feature. Um, so, yay. Not yet. Well, I don't want to say that. I'm still <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, Dre's like, Christina Aguilera? Nah, no, no. Just, it wasn't even just like that. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that like no, no, no. Not to say like this Christina Aguilera, just, but like he just he was he just as like an industry thing. Like he what he he just couldn't do features. Like yeah. at a certain point he got shut down. It was like maybe like two years. That's why you didn't hear a lot of Anderson features no. after like for the first maybe like maybe four months. Remember after Mabel came out for like four months, he was on everything. Yeah, and it just stopped because Dre was like, "Nah, you gotta save that for your record, right?" All right, so he did Malibu. I mean, he did um, the record, and he he wrote he he, he wrote it and co produced the record, mm-hmm. right? So, oh, I think he yeah, I believe he wrote it, and he, he definitely co produced it with Dumbfound Dead, and they're like Christina's team's like, yo, we need a rapper on this. So I mm-hmm. said, yo, what about Golik? And then you were like, oh my god, can we make that happen? I said, yeah. So went down to DC. We uh we we had he had a, he actually had a video shoot that day. He did a video shoot for um, what's that kid's name? Um, Deontay Hitchcock. Okay. He did a video for him, and then we went to the studio that night, right? So we went to the studio. So the first hour and two, it's talk barbershop shit. Mm-hmm. And then, but immediately I was like, all right, get the beat running. Because I was like, we're not, I'm not leaving here without this shit done. Yeah. So the beat's running, he's writing down, down. It's like, niggas like, I'm hungry. All right. Me and the Link's other manager went to go get food. We went to this bomb-ass taco spot in D.C. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Went there, grabbed Where food. Where you get great Chinese food in D.C.? Yeah, carry out. See? Yeah, carry out. Yeah, to, yeah. DC, DC's fire. I, I really like DC. It's fire. Yeah, they tell me the food is great. Yeah, DC's fire. But went, got the tacos, came back. We were all starving, eating. He's writing. He's cutting stuff. He goes in the booth, lays some stuff. I'm like, yo, do it do it that way. He does that. I'm like, yo, add that undertone part. Like, it was, it was actually kind of crazy. And some shit, he was like, yo, how does this go? Should I do this different? And I'm like, nah, you good. Like, it was very, we were in the studio for like maybe like four hours. Like, we left, I think, maybe four or five hours. We left around 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. type shit. And I remember I was, like, when here, usually when you're in the studio, you always got to wait till the next day because everything sounds amazing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you have to wait till the next day. Oh, yeah. And then. Uh, All our podcasts sound amazing. <laughs> everything sounds amazing. When you're in the studio, everything sounds fire until the next day. You're like, oh, that's just trash. But 
that day, I remember hearing, like, yo, something sounds fire about this. But I'm like, I'll get, send, send, me, send it to me in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was on a train back, and then your, your team's blowing me up. Yo, do you have it? I said, I'm about to get it. Give me a second. I need to hear it first before you hear it. Mm-hmm. And then I get it. I'm like, this is fire. And I said, here you go. And I remember coming back, and niggas like, yo. <laughs> and, I'm, and so then I remember it comes out, and, you know, I didn't expect much because Christina – they went with, with. I think in the industry in general, it's tough for anybody. It's hard to gain interest. Mm-hmm. It's even harder to gain interest when you're washed. Well, let me run it back. Not when you're washed, when but you're when past like a certain time period. Yeah, when you're when you're a legacy, it's yeah. tough. It's very. It's always been that way, but especially mm-hmm. in 2018, mm-hmm. it's tough. No right. matter. And 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 Christina came in looking. Better than she, she was, ever looked. She's fantastic. Her accelerate. Music, oh my god, accelerate! It, the music was great, right? But I knew that. I knew, but besides her core fans, most people are not going to give a fuck. I right. just knew it. Like unless something happened, I knew it. And I knew this record. If this was like a Scissor record or mm-hmm. or a Rihanna record, it would have been a major record. Right. But I said for some reason, I feel like it's going to fall on deaf ears. Right, and that's what it did. Right, you snuck on it, snuck on an album, and just never. Yeah, I mean, and it was it was a single. It, right, it was like a, not a single, but it was one of the, the, songs the re- yeah. release. Yeah, yeah. So it, it got its moment, but because if 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 it never was that, you probably wouldn't even heard at all. Right, you know, it probably would have never even popped up on anybody's radar. You mm-hmm. know. Um, and you know, and even I forgot about it. I was like, "Oh, this song was great. It's one of those really great songs." And I was like, "All right, cool." You were there for the century for it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. I love this song, but you know, whatever. Let's move on." Mm-hmm. And dead nigga, I remember. Was it three weeks ago? <laughs> Grammy nominations. I remember. Check this out. I'm, 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 I woke up really early. This is my this is my first year I ever was really awake for the Grammy shit. Right. Because last year I was awake, but I didn't really expect anything. Right. I kind of thought crew. Could get nominated, but I didn't think it would. So right. I wasn't really. I was like, oh, we'll see what happens. This year I was going in because I'm like, Donald better get a shit ton. I remember <laughs> I was saying, I said we better get five, and we got five. I said we better get record, we better get song, we got both. Mm-hmm. I said we better get video, we got that. I said we better get rap, one of the rap ones, we got rap song. I thought we were gonna get rap performance, but we didn't. We ended up getting R and B song for mm-hmm. uh, feels like summer. So I was like, so I woke up early. I was staying in the living room. And then they announced the nominations, and he got his nominations. I was like, all right, cool. Now I went to go take a shower. Mm-hmm. I get out the shower. I mean, we had this golden group th- group thread. And then um, Tunji, who's in the thread with me, texted, yo, Golden got nominated for a Grammy. I said, for what? Right. Because we, really, we, really, we didn't release anything. Really that's what the fuck we got nominated for. Because I got friends. Damn. This and, is and, and that's another. Oh, I don't even want to talk about that one. That's, that's, uh, unless that's in, is that in No, the it's okay, not. Uh, that's, that's a heartbreaking one to me. But, but, um, but I like, what did you get nominated for? And it's like the Christina record. I said, nigga, what? <laughs> I said, the Christina record? And I was like, well, that's fire. And I was really excited because not only that it was a fire record, but it, it showed something to me that the Academy, and just not even the Academy, but the industry in general, look at Golink a certain way. Mm-hmm. And you look at him as like a credible alternative. Right. Kind of like how Lupe used to be looked at yes. in his early days where he wasn't as popular initially as like some of the rappers. Like he didn't have a record as big as Chameleon at the moment. Or right. he didn't have a record as like Mike Jones. Right. right. But he was something that was really dope on the side somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's how people are looking at Link a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what that Grammy not 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 um that's what that Grammy nod did for me. It, right. it made me be like, yo, they really fuck with Link. And the industry that on on top of that, the BET Awards best new artist won. Mm-hmm. The uh uh, I Heart won Best New Artist one. That's made me realize, yo, like people really fuck with him. Right like, now, I, part of for next year, I and we got to make sure we really take advantage of that. Yes. So, 
that's my story on that one. Um, I have three more, right? Yeah, I might sneak in one more. Okay, cool. Let it roll. Tanache all hands on deck. Uh, so years ago, wow, that one I remember that song came in. Um, I remember I didn't like it too much initially. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a a fake two on initially, and then um. When she cut, and also I didn't know what the fuck one in the back, two in the front. I was like, "What the fuck does this mean?" I think <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" This? You know, and you know, I think when two one popped off, and and I was like, "Yo, maybe people are like, yo, this should be a single," and it wasn't initially, and then it eventually became a single, and I still never loved the song. Right, I started liking it more and more later. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it, but. Do you remember when the video yes, dropped? Yes, the video dropped. And the, I remember watching the video. I'm like, oh, it was crazy. And then Kanye tweeted it. Yes. Which is so crazy in hindsight. Because he has no affiliation to at all. That, at was all. No, that was nothing at all. Like, and, and Kanye tweets it. And like, holy shit. Um, yeah, I mean, that record was just what it was. I just feel like that record, um, as well as a lot of that period for her, was just a lot of missed opportunities. Right. Great, great, but missed opportunities. Um, Brockhampton, 1999, Wildfire. Wildfire. So, when I heard Wildfire, when we signed Brockhampton, we went to the crib in L.A., and we heard a bunch of songs, and Wildfire was one of the songs we heard. It wasn't called Wildfire initially. It was called, uh, I forgot what it was called, but I we heard it, and we're like, yo, this sounds crazy. It's like an outcast. It's not like outcast meets mm-hmm. with, like, some other shit. We're like, yo, shit's fire. And, um, you know, you know, when Amir got cut out the group, it was a very tough time. We we, we started scrambling, and they basically said, we're going to drop songs that are not going to be on the album that we just need to release, and Wildfire was the first one. And I remember Wildfire came out going crazy, and, and it stayed streaming really well. Like, it has, like, 23 million streams mm-hmm. this year. Um, I remember telling Ian, Kevin, I was like, if we, if we put this on, because at this point, I think not Kylie... Not Kendall, but what's the other one? Um, There's a third one? Yeah, Kylie. Kylie, Kylie Kendall. And who's the sister? Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. No. Kim, Chloe. Chloe, oh, yeah, Chloe, yeah, Chloe, Chloe, Chloe. Chloe. All right. Oh. I was like, my wait, bad. there's a new one? My, my bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah, Chloe. How do you do that? I know. <laughs> Chloe. When Chloe, t- Chloe like, tweeted about it and was like jamming to it, and I remember saying, no, it wasn't Chloe. No, no. It was, it was, um, it was uh, not Kim. Courtney. Courtney, she was tweeting and going. I was like, "Oh shit!" And I remember telling them, "I was like, yo, if we put this on the record, this album this, on the album, because I was gonna go crazy. If we put it on the record, it probably gonna blow up. Mm-hmm. If we don't, the album's gonna squash it, right? Mm-hmm. And the album, if you listen to the album, it doesn't sound anything like it. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't want to fight with them for it, right? But I told, I just red pill, red pill, blue pill. Mm-hmm. They chose the red pill not to put it on there, mm-hmm. and um, and it squashed it. So right. that was that. <laughs> um, okay, because it didn't more. fit. Two more. Yeah. Um, Charles Gambino feels like summer. Feels like summer. Interesting because I mean this. I mean this. There's some stuff I can't talk about it about that was really interesting that maybe one day people will find out about. Sure. But it feels like summer. It, it was initially. It wasn't supposed to come out with summertime magic. Summertime magic was supposed to come out by itself, mm-hmm. and then they chose like a last minute audible for it to come out together to add context. Um, and you know, sometimes you know, summertime magic just 
you know, when 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 they play sometime magic for us, everybody like that's the hit. Even before this is America, we're like that's the hit. That's really? The, we're like everyone <laughs> like that's the one. That's the one. And see, this back to what I said, you never know shit, right? right. So everybody, I'm talking about from top to bottom. I think they wanted summertime magic to even be the one because to me that was added to a lot more playlists. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, we we that was that was intentional. Oh. Um, the issue with summertime magic, in my opinion, I felt like. It might have been a little too on the nose, and, mm-hmm. it, and it didn't have proper context. Like, it didn't have, like, a cool video or right. a, a moment, right? Whereas, like, and feels like summer was interesting because it never felt like a song that could be on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it was the one that people liked the most. Yes. And because it was a really good song. And then eventually, I got a great video later. You know what I'm 100%. saying? 100%. So, it was just weird because... It, it, both kind of like hit the mark and both didn't hit the mark at the same time. Right. But it, but what it did, which was amazing, and this is sometimes I think what we don't give credit for in the industry is sometimes you just need to build context. Something, yes. Not everything's going to go. Mm-hmm. Not every record's going to blow up. Not every album's going to blow up. Sometimes you just need songs that add context to the artist. Yes. So like for Donald's sake, let's go like to Sober. Sober wasn't a hit record, mm-hmm. but it added so much context to who Donald would become. Right. Or, so on a going sense, like got friends, it didn't become a big record, but a lot of people discovered him on that record and right. they didn't know about him from crew. Like these are all sometimes you just need those things. And mm-hmm. you don't it hurts in the beginning when it doesn't become what you think it's gonna become. Right. But in the hindsight you realize, nah, this was so important right, for right. them. So that's what feels like summer was right. for Donald. Um this one is the last one, and it's a cheat one, because I literally just thought about it in my head. Yeah. K Trinata, nothing like you chances EP. Ah. Mm. So with K Trinata, we signed them. Uh, he signed as an artist, not just like yeah. an in-house producer. Yeah, he signed as an artist. Yeah, we signed K maybe like late summer, early fall, mm-hmm. right? And he came in with a bunch of shit. The album's gonna be crazy. Like some mm-hmm. of the early stuff is really fire, but he came in with a bunch of shit, and one of them was those two records. And you know, these records are just you know to build conversation it's not meant for like right right oh my god that's the one you yeah, know? yeah especially when you see Tidal, you're thinking that but like nah it's not right. meant for that and we knew that the thing that was the most interesting is i i when i was listening to both records i like chances more mm-hmm. just on some i like this song more mm-hmm. but i didn't realize that it's gonna, like it's performing way better than the Tidal record is because i think it's a better song than the Tidal record one. right um but it, it's yeah it, it was it, it's it, i also remember the first day I was coming home from L.A., from Brockhampton's last show in L.A., and I, th- that's the day the K-Records came out, and none of them were on New Music Friday. I was so fucking mad because I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I, I was like, what Like, what happened? Mm-hmm. And then when I found out later, I was like, okay, I get it. I understand. Mm-hmm. But the amazing thing is, despite it not getting on there, it performed so well out the jump. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, like, what the fuck? You know, I think like, people really wanted K-Tronado. Yeah. I feel like people generally, like, uh, when you talk about that feeling, like, the boot up, like, K-Tronado songs. Yeah, in a, in a different way. Yeah. And I, think, and I think K is somebody that can give a lot of that. His new album's going to give a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one of the things, I say, for next year that we have to get right. You right. know, and that's why, for me, like, there's a, I, as much as I had a crazy year and I'm happy... I have, a, like, a real dark pressure over me right now because I feel like this, this... Like, I went into this year very, very content. Not content, but I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> Link 
killed it. And it was like, I, yeah, obviously it's what's next, but it was still like, we did it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We, we had signed Donald. So yeah. I was like, all right, we're about to kill that, kill y'all niggas. You know, so it was, I came in the year like, all right, I'm playing with house money. Mm-hmm. I'm still playing with house money, but I'm more like, but there's still money I got to pay for <laughs> yeah. this, I got to do this. It's not like, I'm not, pay, I'm not rolling in like, yo, we out here balling out. Like, right. nah, I got to save some shit for school. Like, that's how I'm, I'm feeling this year. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of records that this year, the success of these records will be, will determine, in my eyes, the success of myself, the success of RCA. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of these records that we got to get right, mm-hmm. you know, in some form or fashion. Right. So, K's one of them. Listen, it was a fantastic year for you nonetheless. Yeah, thanks. Fantastic year in music yes. that we just went through. I feel like this is one of the most natural conversations that we have we haven't had a lot of guests this season believe it or not yeah. we haven't done the guest thing really we've been trying to just we've just been like talking amongst ourselves it's we could great. not just that we do this bi-weekly now so it's like hard to book guests it's hard yeah. to book guests so, but then I... if they fall if they fall through on the on the, the other, day yeah on the day of it's like we gotta wait another two weeks to but then it's Got also it. we want to have these conversations and kind of just build in terms of just the audience it's just like Build it just known as us. We're we're two belts. Like we are, yeah. we we understand. If you like this podcast, you like it for us. Yeah. Instead of liking so, it, just like oh, there's a new X, guest coming yeah, through. This. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a. Can I say something really funny? Yeah. I remember last year when we did this, right? And we talked about we talked about the crew story, and I talked about Travis was supposed to be on it. Yes. And then our, gener- you remember that? our generation <laughs> yeah. picked that up, and I was like. I think it was on KTT or something. It had to be somewhere. Yeah, it was somewhere. And I was mm-hmm. I was crying. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Because I remember you texting me. You was like, yo, is this? And I was like, what's going on? What the fuck? Like, yeah. in just one day, it just spiked. And just, just people were just like, yo, Travis was initially supposed to be on the crew remix. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, damn. That's funny. So this is how the internet works. Because the internet. When you're not All reporting. All it takes on. is one person listening and getting that information to someone who disseminates it. I know. <laughs> but yeah, edit a lot. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, But this has been episode 165 of the Two Bells Podcast. Double. Yeah, man. Slash Derek. Thank Double you so or Derek, much. thank you for coming through. Thank you so much, man. You can follow him on Twitter, Double Does It. And, and Instagram. And Instagram. Double Does It. Please. D-O-U-B-L-E-D-U-Z-I-T. Do you want to you wanna tell people we're right here, don't send you music? Oh, yeah, I was going to say that, too. Or don't do you, do, like, like nah, you know. Nigga, just, don't, do not. I said this last year, do not send me music. <laughs> <laughs> do not send me music, please. Listen. If you're hot, I'll find you, believe me. Yeah. Believe me, <laughs> I will find DJ you. In my, in my header, don't send me music either. Yeah, nigga, like. Yeah, just relegate it to the email so I could ignore it. Cause <laughs> like, my DMs, it's like it's only people hitting me on a personal level. So if, if it comes up, I'm gonna open it. and I'm gonna be like, oh. yeah, dude, it's so crazy. Really quick before we close off on my Instagram, I get in my DMs, I get a lot of music shit too. Mm-hmm. And because that's the only place where links on oh Instagram my, live, nigga, what? <laughs> and, and, and I'll be like, and I just scroll through them shits. And what the only reason I even check my Instagram DMs for that type of shit, it's not for the music, but for like young people. Who want advice? Like I'm very, very big on mm-hmm. on, on um, mentorship. Yes. Always talking to people for a, for a lot of reasons. Right. You know, what I'm saying like for for the sake of growth in the industry, for giving people an opportunity to to figure out a way of how to get out. And then these are all you know. I'm getting older too. You know, we're all getting older. So right. like I'm not as tapped in as an 18, 19 year old is. So mm-hmm. like he's tapped in. That makes me even more tapped in. So. Right. I'm very big on that type of shit. So I'd be scrolling through and I'd be like, oh, this person, hey, man, can you listen to my, I'm like, uh, uh no. Nope. Nah. <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. 
Listen, if if that's a if that's an indicator for the end of the year, please don't send him music. No, um, send music. But this, yeah, once again, this has been episode 165 of the Two Bells Podcast. This is the last episode of 2018. We will be back in 2019, bro. See <laughs> Last words, Carlos, of 2018? Fuck it up, B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs>